welcome to the Live Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Orm. And it's late, I know, I'm sorry. I actually watch these episodes uh, to, uh, well, re-watch these episodes to do this last week. Literally a week ago today as of recording. Um, and today being Monday. And because I was going to, I was like, right, okay, I'll do it every two weeks. Um, and yeah, it'll be, be sorted, it'll be fine. And then the unfortunate thing happened of, so like a week ago, so Sunday, week on Sunday night, like late Sunday night, early Monday morning, uh, my wife Sarah was ill, um, a sickness bug, um, so that kind of put my, even, like, you know, that evening, it's like Monday evening, uh, Tuesday evening, it was like all about uh, Emma, like making sure she was alright, uh, making sure Sarah was okay, um, because Emma had unfortunately seen Sarah being sick, so there was like a whole trauma thing going on there. Um, but anyway, so Sarah was ill, and then uh, we got to. So that, that kind of put the kibosh on recording then. I thought, right, okay. First couple of nights, so I'm like, right, okay. Well, that was Monday, so that, yeah, Monday night, Sarah being ill. Tuesday night, Emma had a really awful nasal drip. Like, it was, like, just pouring down the throat, uh, coughing relentlessly to the point where, like, none of us slept because uh, we were just, like, looking after her. Um, I got, like, two hours sleep, uh, and the same again Tuesday night. Uh, so Wednesday was my was my last day in. No, Thursday was my last day in sleep. So uh, Wednesday night... No, I was off Thursday, Friday. So yeah, Wednesday night, I'm like, okay, the nasal drips eased. Sarah's feeling better, you know, mo- like feeling mostly better. Um, so yeah, good night's sleep, good night's sleep. So got to sleep. Oh uh, uh, no, no Wednesday, Emma chucked up. That was it. So yeah, we were thinking really nice, cozy sleep. Then Emma was sick. And had the same book that Sarah had. Oh, the fun, the joy, the uh, the projectile. Um, so Wednesday night, like all Wednesday night, Thursday morning, Emma just cut, like it was like a flood of vomit and poo. Um, so kind of like Wednesday, all day Wednesday was like a write-off. Thursday, we ended up like gutting the house which is like right if people are being sick there's something wrong here so we're like just hygiening everything uh, and then right okay so yeah third no Thursday was the right off because that was my first day off Friday we hygiened as much as we could uh, and then I'm like right Friday night everyone's asleep I'm going to sleep it's going to be good, it's going to be nice, it's going to be easy, I'm going to get to work tomorrow, it's going to be like, like how are your days off, and I'm going to be like, awful, because everyone was ill, uh, and then I woke up at like half one, and I'm like, oh, I need the loo, so I go to the loo, and uh, between from half one till 9.30, uh, I was 
you know, I was going through the motions that Sarah and Emma had gone through. So, like, the entire week that I could have recorded, like, I'm like, right, this is, I'm going to record it this week, it'll be fine, I'll get it out. <laughs> Didn't happen, because uh, we were all ill. Uh, but, here I am, it's Monday, I've had two, uh, well, see, I was sick Saturday, Sunday. Saturday was awful. Um, I literally slept. This is how ill I was, ladies and gentlemen. I slept through The Last Jedi. I know. Sacrilege. Um, I literally, I put it on. I was laid in bed. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to sleep. I had a banging headache. My body hurt. I'm, you know, I'm going to be, I'm just going to lay here. I'm going to watch this. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to love it. I love every minute of it. Slept. Just flat out slept. Kept waking up to like bits. I woke up to like the fir- uh, I think I fell asleep. Started dozing uh, off around Snoke, kind of doing his thing with Kylo. Um, you know, towards the beginning after Luke says, "Where's Han?" Um, and then just kept waking up piece after piece after piece. At one point, I woke up to Ray screaming at me and swinging the lightsaber. That was a little scary. Um, I, I just as I went back to sleep, um, my daughter comes into the room. Uh, her and my wife have been out. And when she comes in the room, wakes me up. And in my, in my sleep-induced haze, I realised that she was watching the bb 8 ATST... Um, Rampage, and I'm like, you shouldn't be watching that. <laughs> You're four. And she's like, wow, cool. So I'm like, okay, setting it off. So Sarah was like, come on down, come on down. So I'm like, okay. So I go downstairs, to, and as I'm going down the stairs, rather slowly, I hear Emma going, Daddy was watching Star Wars, and I watched it too, and it was great. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, in ten minutes you'd be telling Sarah that I made you watch it. You know? Um, but anyway, yes, I'm feeling better now. I'm literally on my way back to work um, after the two days off sick. So, um, here we go. Yeah, this is like the, pre- and the, it's the prerequisite 48 hours after being off. So, like, I am literally going to work like two hours later than I should be, than normal. Um, See, I'm dedicated to my illness. Um, anyway, so, um, yeah, this two-parter, the Camino two-parter of Bad Batch. Um, what can I say apart from, holy moly? Um, I mean, the first part, the first part was pretty standard, I thought, um, Oh look, we're go you know we're going to go and rescue him. It's dangerous. But we're going to impl- well, you know it was very much like Rebels two part the, the Rebels season one finale. We're going to infiltrate an Imperial base. Uh, we're going to sneak in and um, going to rescue our buddy, and then we're going to have a fight and get out. Uh, well, we're going to have a fight. Um, and as it's a two-parter, we ain't going to get out until the next episode. 
So, you know, I go in and watching it, and yeah, it's fun, it's enjoyable, like, kind of seeing the rest of the Bad Batch with Omega, um, you know, without Hunter there, because Hunter's always been her biggest, like, champion, and is always willing to go along. Um, and then kind of seeing her kind of, like, end up becoming this de facto leader of the group, because she knows the layout, she knows the location, she knows the secret ins and outs of tapioca. See, I can't remember what it's like. I know it's like it's tapioca, but I always see it as tapioca. Maybe that's because I'm, I'm I'm a large person and I like food. Never had tapioca, I don't think. Anyway, um, so like she knows all these secret ways in and out. So she gets them in. She gets them into the lab where they're created. So she explains that to them. And says that you know she was really lonely down there, and then those guys came along, uh, and then they were moved up to be with the regs. Um, you know, there was like all these little things that uh, just were like uh, that's cool, like these little little details, added details, uh, which were nice and cool. And you got uh, Crosshair, who's basically like, yeah, we know they're here because we lured them here. So it's just a matter of time before we find them, and Rampart's like, yeah, you deal with them. Um, you got one of his team are like, I don't trust him with them. Nah, nah, nah. Um, so of course they, they break Hunter out, and he's like, it was a trap, and like, yeah, we know. And then Crosshair comes along, and they end up in the training facility, and bid to save uh, the Bad Batch, she activates way too many droids, which interestingly enough look like a very early version of the Dark Troopers which I thought was cool um, it all ties together um, so like, yeah, you get the early version of the Dark Troopers they go in, they start fighting off the, fighting the clones uh, Crosshair ends up having to join the fight because there's far too many droids. Then Crosshair's squad shows up and they're all surrounding the Bad Batch. And then he's like, yeah, and he shoots all of them. Apart from the one who is taking on Omega and Omega managed to knock her out with a droid rack that she swings out from the wall and knocks the trooper out cold. Um... So then we have, like, the big emotional, like, to-do. Hunter and Crosshair. You know, this is... I think this is what the series has kind of been building towards, in a way, like, having this emotional... Uh, this this emotional kind of battle um, between the two. Like, Crosshair's just, like, constantly, like, look, oh, I should have followed orders. I should have followed... Like, I followed orders. I followed orders. And Hunter's like, you didn't have to, you were programmed, all this stuff. And he turns around and he's like, I took out my inhibitor chip ages ago. This is who I am. And I, for me, that was like the big shock. Like, he knew about it and he took it out. And that's like, oh boy. That's like a whole other level of like, you are, you are messed up, man. So... Yeah, I'm like, okay, okay, you guys have got a, you guys have got a, uh, 
you guys are, are well and truly up for like really like messing with my head and um And then it all follows off with, um, you know, up to these three light cruisers up in the uh, up in the atmosphere, and they're like, "What we're we gonna do, sir? It, uh, it's evacuated. Like, blow it up." So the star destroyers blow up Tap- Tapoca City, Tapioca City, and. In this really oddly terrifyingly emotional moment where you watch the city crumble, like, you know, this is like one of the Empire's first atrocities at this point, like, first major atrocities um, that we know of. I mean, there could have been more, apart from, I mean, Order 66 wasn't done by the Empire. Um, sorry, just someone decided to pull out in front of me. On a roundabout, bitch. Anyway, um, so you know this like we've known this place for so long because of Clone Wars, because of um, Attack for Clones. I mean, commute like Atapoka City was like the home to two of the best episodes of Clone Wars. Uh, the beginning of season three, when you've got Domino Squad kind of going through training, um, going through their training to like, um, you know, be allowed out into the field, and then the next episode, which was the Battle of Camino, where uh, Ventress and Grievous attack Camino to take the like the, the original sample of Django Fett, um, and there's this whole battle and. You know, with clone, with like ninety nine, like the clone janitor who was like a defective clone. You know where uh, the bad batch get their name from. You know, it's like you know two of the best episodes of Clone Wars, hands down. And you know, all that time we spent there in Attack of the Clones, and the time that we spent there with the bad batch. And it is just like, whoa. It's going down. It's like, you know, they ain't going to save this. They're not going to keep it around as a relic. Um, and it's getting rid of it. And just watching it, like, fall to the bottom of the ocean uh, with, like, the crew inside, with, like, the Bad Batch and, Clo- and Crosshair stuck inside it's like oh man this is like this is this is tough this is hard um and then off they go they're just like yeah it's done we're going bye so it's like whoa they really went there they went for it and so Camino lost uh Picks up pretty much straight after. Like, Topoka City's at the bottom of the sea, and the clone and, and Bad Batch and Crosshair are trying to get out. And it is essentially a race against time before they die. Um, you know, we've seen this kind of episode in many a thing uh, before. You know, race against time. Um, 
know, it's one problem after another. Um, and, I mean, we needed to see them escape because they couldn't have just miraculously got off of Topoka City at the end of the first episode. Obviously, they were stuck. They're going to be stuck on there. Um, so, you know, it, was not, it wasn't going to end beautifully and perfectly. And it's in this weird case of, like, the, the enemies having to work together. Because Crosshair's with them, and as much as they all say it, like, he's, as much as, like, they don't like him, he is still their brother. And same as Omega, she, he is still her brother, and they all have to work together. Like, at one point, you've got uh, uh, Crosshair, Omega, and AZ, the droid, stuck in a room together that's flooding, and they have to work together to get first crosshair free and then get out and it's like right okay crosshair is fine good right okay crosshair is putting his issues aside either it's a survival thing i think at first it was like it was meant to be like he's doing this as a survival thing and then as the episode goes on and like they get into these situations like the more and more he becomes useful and helpful with them um you start to wonder if if things are going to turn around. I mean, he keeps making snide comments to Hunter, but he did that before in the Bad Badge arc. The point was, he was really, he had like, he made snide comments all the time. That's just who Crosshair is. You know, we, that's why, you know, we, this is what we knew about him. Um, so, you know, you think they're going to, they're going to all work out in the end. And, you know, luckily Omega is able to kind of come up with, uh, you know, she, she managed to navigate as much as she can so they get stuck. And then Tech's like, hey, we've got these medical pods that we can use to get out. Like, there's oxygen. We can get oxygen. When we're in there, there'll be oxygen. And they're buoyant, you know, we'll be able to float to the surface. Just there's lots of debris. So we have to get past the debris field, which AZ is like, yes, I can do that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and which leads to some of the tensest moments in the episode, I think. This is the what. This was the bit where it's like, okay, someone could die. Like I kind of felt everyone was safe up until this point, um, and so with the with the when they blow the pods out and he, man, he like AZ just like starts pushing the pods up to the surface to get away from the um, debris field, and it's suddenly like fucking. Sorry, I swore. Uh, Omega, like, her pod gets hit by debris. AZ's, like, off somewhere else looking after someone else because that's what he's, you know, his program, his job was to make sure that everyone was safe. So he has to go back and he has to, like, pry this debris off. He has to, uh, like, cut debris away from Omega. Um, make sure to get her to the surface. And then his power fails... And Omega's like, I'm going after him. And Hunter's like, don't you dare. And she bursts out of her pod, swims down. She realises that this was a bad idea because AZ's heavy. Even in water, he's a droid. He's going to be heavy. And she can't quite get him to the surface. And as they're sinking, Crosshair's like aiming at them like he's going to shoot them. And Hunter's like, don't you dare. Everyone's got their guns on him and he fires. Luckily, he only shot a bloody grappling hook. But seriously, I'm like, oh my god, I'd forgotten this bit. It's only been like two months, and I'd forgotten this. 
I was tense. Yeah, luckily Omega and AZ were fine. I mean, I should have known, but it was tense. Really tense. They're not going to kill the kid, it's Disney. Uh, anyway. So, you know, they paddle their way back to the, uh, to the Marauder. And then it's like, right, well, look, we're going to have to go because your Imperial Scouts are going to be here soon. And we don't want to be around for that. Do you want to come with Are you coming with us? And he's like, no, this is my place. You made your choice, I've made mine. And this, like, really kind of tense, like, really sweet little moment. And Megan's like, look, you're still their brother, and you're my brother, and thank you. And he's just like, yeah, now we're even. Because she saved his life earlier. And it's like, okay. Maybe there, you kind of wonder, is there still a bit of heart in him, or has he fully turned? I think, I think this episode solidifies his full turn. And I think it solidifies it for the rest of the crew as well. Um, Because, like, after everything they went through in those two episodes, like, take away everything they've been through before as a team, I think everything they went through in this episode, it kind of solidifies that, you know, this is it. Like, he ain't going back. And I don't know. And I think, I think, deep down they would welcome him back if he wanted to. But there'd be a lot of mistrust. Um, so I don't, I don't know. You know, it's like one of those, would there, uh, would it be worth it for him to come back? And given like the tension the way everything was, I don't think be a good idea. Um, so yeah, like, then, then we get like the, then we get like the, the epilogue with uh, the Imperial shuttle landing, like, well, approaching a mountain range on a very nice looking planet which I mean it's not named but we all know what it is it's Wayland and Mount Tantis or Tatnis Mount Tantis um, from the Air to the Empire books it's where the Emperor had a storage facility and here I believe he has a clone oh no he had clones in there as well didn't he yes and here he has a cloning facility because you've got a cloner. You've got a, a well, they've got Nala Say arriving, and you've got a, a woman coming out in a clone uh, technician uh, outfit, much like Doctor Pershing from Mandalorian. See, it all ties together. Um, and saying, look, we really love your work, and we're hoping that you can come in here and do some great things. And it's like, oh, Empire got some plans. Um, so yeah, that was the end of the episode. 
and you're like, oh god, and we don't have a, they didn't do a, no one told us if they're, oh good, we have got a season two announcement. <laughs> like, I think we got all the way through season one going, they are not announcing a season two yet, they haven't announced season two yet, they haven't announced season two yet, is anyone going to announce season two yet? And then it's like, oh thank god we've got season two coming. So, yeah, it was like, okay, thank goodness, because, wow kind of needed it like if you hadn't put that epilogue bit on like the bad batch could have gone off and like you didn't need a second season like it would have been nice to kind of follow their adventures but like then you stick but like you know the like the story of the bad batch and crosshair kind of been told like omegaus they found out that omega is older than them but younger than them. Like she's older than them, but she's she's a child. Um, because of course they had the age enhancement. She didn't. She is just a a a, a defective. She's essentially a defective clone of Django Fett because uh, she's a she. Um, but like. You know, so like, that's why Omega is so important. She is a pure, unaltered clone. That's why they were after her. That's why she was hunted. Um, and that's why they had to protect her. And that's why they should continue to protect her. And they even make mention of Boba Fett, uh, saying that there was one other called Alpha, later renamed as Boba. Okay, so he, so he had Alpha and Omega. So she's like the last one, but she's not the last one because she's all. Uh, maybe it's because he was the Alpha. He was like the first genetic clone, like pure genetic clone. She was the second. Maybe that's how it um, works out. I don't know. But anyway, um, so yeah, season two. I'm looking forward to it now. Like it's. I mean, I would have looked forward to it anyway, but, like, there's so... Like, the Bad Batch Adventures, like, I don't know how... I don't know what kind of a story would kind of necessitate, like, a whole season long, or, you know, a general arc of the story. And, like, we got that in this one, because it was all about the Omega, all about Omega and uh, Crosshair and Hunter kind of thing. I don't know what a story, what story arc could be could be there for them but what would be interesting is seeing kind of the empire what the empire are doing with this cloning facility through their eyes and maybe that's the plan maybe that was the plan all along look you know we get this we do this season first season's like all about them and all about like them this girl who this girl is and this uh, brotherly bond and then we go like, right, look, okay. We're gonna stick this thing at the end here because it's all to do with clones. This is this is like the this is the big thing. Look, we're all about the clones in this season, you know, and much more about like the clones and the cloners. Um, so let's talk about that in the next season. Let's set it up for this season. This season, talk about that next season and kind of 
go from there and maybe that's the plan um, and I think that would be an interesting way of doing it like they start learning about Wayland they I don't want to see, like, oh, look, we're infiltrating Wayland now, and we're going to destroy the Wayland facility, because I kind of feel like infiltration and destruction, yeah, it's 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 a Star Wars trope. It, it gets done all the time. But I, part of me is wondering if this Wayland facility is going to tie into so much more, or could tie into so much more, um, that... You know, just to have it blow up in season two of Bad Batch would just be a waste. Um, but you never know. You never know. I am not on the creative team of Lucasfilm. I am not a writer. Uh, well, I am a writer, but I'm not a writer on, on Bad Batch uh, or for Lucasfilm or in any sort of professional capacity. So uh, I can leave my spec. I will happily, when the season comes out, I will happily leave my speculation at the door. Um, but it's hard not to speculate at this point um, but yeah when it comes out when we start seeing trailers of course the speculation runs rife but when the series comes out I think that is the time to leave the speculation at the door because you know I enjoyed season 1 I want to enjoy season 2 so I don't want to ruin it with my own dumbass speculation so yeah, there we go. This has been a long one. This has been a long episode. Uh, I have spoken for most of my journey to work. Oh, it's only been half an hour. It feels that longer. Mainly because, yeah, anyway. <clears throat> Mainly because, like, normally this drive is longer than this. No traffic at this time of the day. Should to work every day at this time. No! No, I'll be in trouble. Anyway, um, I'm gonna head off now. Uh, I don't know the plan just as of yet need to sit and have a look at how many weeks we have between now and the book of Boba Fett um, but I've got a feeling with more time on my hands like more drive time on my hands I uh, could be throwing some episodes out here and there um, don't see Yubnubbin if I've got 13 weeks then yes Yubnubbin will start coming out um, but if it's not 13 weeks, I'm not going to break it up between, uh, you know, this and Book of Boba Fett. Um, if I've missed it out by a couple of weeks, then I'll just do a couple of twofers. Um, but, yeah, I'm not going to, like, I'm not just going to, like, get, like, to episode 10 of Yobin and go, hey, it's Book of Boba Fett time. Uh, I'm going to, you know, give it a good 13-week block. But, before I make any decisions, I just want to say thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you for sticking after the big gap. Uh, thank you for uh, just being there at the end of that subscription. Uh, your ears uh, are the reason I do this. And also your entertainment. Um, so yeah, thank you very much. And let get some business out of the way. You can visit the blog at mystarwarslifedead.com the podcast at lifedebtpodcast at outlook.com you can follow me on twitter at lifedebtjohnny uh, facebook, head on over to facebook to find our um, facebook page just search for my uh, life, life debt blog pod I think 
uh, follow us on Tumblr, uh, tumblr.com forward slash mystarslifedebt. Um, spring.com forward slash user forward slash lifedebt merch cantina for merch. Um, is there anything else? No, I think that's it. So, I'm going to head off now. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. And punch it chewing.